Well, hello and welcome back to podcast number 39 of the Gordon and Sharice show. And we're so happy to be back with you. And today we're going to roll into a small thought that we began in the last podcast. And we're going to carry it through into this one, which is called Walking with a Limp. Oh boy, I didn't kick you today, I promise. No, you didn't. I almost did. And I was wearing white, shiny tennis shoes so I could stay far enough away. I had a little more in my step so that you wouldn't kick me. He's so proud of his fashion, everybody. We just just accept him for the way he is because it's very important to him to have shiny white tennis shoes on today. Right. Okay. So we started with walking with the limp. We started to discuss that in the last podcast. What did you want to share with that? And how did you want to introduce this podcast? I think for me, um, just the remembrance that it's so hard to trust people if they don't have a limp in their journey. It's hard to trust leadership if there isn't something in them that has been through a hard road of suffering. Mm. Okay. And I feel like in, in the case of uh, where you've been from doctor to patient, and now you're, you know, the, the doctor gifts are coming out of you in the sense of spiritually and in, in doing this type of podcast and writing um, and speaking, you're not physically in practice anymore. You can't do that. But your life has expanded and it's gone all over the world, actually, through the journey of pain and through wanting to bring hope to everybody who is walking in despair today. Right. People who have said, okay, that was that was okay. I can do this for a little bit, but I'm ready to give up. Right. And uh, please know that from our hearts to you, that... The limp that you're going through, it has so much meaning. Yes, it does. And it's it's not the end of you. Right. Even though you may be convinced otherwise, it's not the end of you. It is your struggle. It is your journey of wrestling. But that wrestling is going to breathe something new. It's going to bring something new into your life that you didn't expect if you don't give up. And so um, some of these topics we actually are, are talking about in our book that's to be released here very soon, actually. Right. And I think that these, these topics are pretty deep. There's stuff that people need to be reminded of and they need to hear it. Um, and I would love for you to start taking this um, and the topics that we have down. Let's talk about the first one which is not embracing pain. Right. We, we had mentioned that on the last pad, podcast. Mm-hmm. When, you, when, you're, when you're dealing with long suffering, okay, when you fail to fully embrace your painful circumstances, this is why basically you start to focus on your limp instead of focusing on what potentially can happen in your present day mm. thinking and the way you live your life and how it affects your future. Okay, let's take something simple. And it just popped into my mind. So you know this is going to be Oh, good. it's fresh then. It's fresh. You need, okay, bring okay. it on. Let's talk about work. Work and purpose are almost synonymous for most people. Mm. 
And people realize, I'm going to be judged by God for my good works that I'm doing. Those are the rewards that I get for my faith. But I can't work, God. I can't help other people. I have no purpose. And I think God has shown us that we can always have a renewal of our mind. So when we're walking with a limp, mm-hmm. okay, when we're walking, we're at least in movement to what we're doing. And so what mm-hmm. happens is this. Let's talk about work. You take the word career and you take the word Greek. It's like running around the track in Athens. It's who is competing. So a lot of times we get on a career track and we run. Especially and we, Americans. Especially Americans. Yes. And we run, and we run, Mm -hmm. and we run, and we run. We do the same things over. We start to define what can we do, and how can we do it well, and how can we be competitive, and how can we be profitable, and how can we get the first prize? How do we feed into free enterprise? Identity becomes like totally dependent on what you do instead of who you are. And how much you make, and what is your status in Mm -hmm. life? Okay, and when you're walking with a limp, you can't do that anymore. And in some ways, it's not the worst thing in the world to have all of that blow up. Like it did for me. Because you realize, what do you have left if you can't say, I'm this, you know, if if you, you've got, there's something that has to go deeper and right. open up within you. So if you fully embrace your pain, do you trust that God is a creative God? Do you trust that he's going to be creative with your life? So I want you to take another translation for the word work Mm -hmm. or career Mm -hmm. and pull out a blank canvas. And I want you to put your hand on a pen and start drawing your life. Okay, Heavenly Father, help me draw. Do I take this step here? Do I move here? And look at the landscape of work that comes out that you can do with a limp. Instead of a track. Right. It becomes a landscape it becomes a piece of art right it becomes something like our grandson jj drew and his parents mailed this piece of art one of his first pieces to us he drew a whole art piece of our colorado house right and the snow and there's gg reese and g daddy and jj <laughs> but but translating sorry that, that was a side note that is a huge side note but translating this back to work yes you don't have to run around the career track over and over and over you can have a landscape to your life which is what you have seen in this new way that we're living yes. but first i had to embrace pain I had to accept certain limitations, and then I had to revolt against different parts of my life that said, I know you can't draw a landscape. No, you can't take this approach. Mm -hmm. No, you can't be on this detour. Yes, you can. Right. You can follow the spirit. You can use different options. You can take different approaches. But boy... It's not that you're you're breaking old habits. It's that you're moving in new habits, which substitute neurologically for who you are. You start forming new things in your life, and you take new approaches to better living. I love it. So when you're fully embracing that pain, mm-hmm. you're not saying, I want to have more pain. You're saying, I want to live better because of the gift that pain's been in my life. You're accepting that you actually have a limp. 
Right. And not pretending like it isn't there. And you don't want to give pain more power by trying to run the track when you have a limp. Yeah. That, that's foolish. Right. So, But you use every other facility of your body that God's given. Right. Every other part that is working, especially your mind. Right. And all of a sudden, there is an artist that was never there before. That's right. There's it, a writer that was never there before. You're right. There's a communicator that was never there before. There was there's a, a protector of our family that was never there before. There's a lover that was never there before. I mean, there's all of those things that are beyond the pain. That apply to many capable people today around the world. Absolutely. And in the last podcast, I, I use a conservative number. I started to cast a vision. There's 100,000 people right now that can start making changes. Absolutely, they at can, least. And they can walk with a limp and they can do so successfully and actually do do like a tortoise instead of the hare or the rabbit. They can still keep running the race of life yeah. and do it with excellence and honor. When Absolutely. You, when you talk about that, I also think of the comparison of your golf game even. You know, at one time, golf was fully taken away from you. You could not lift a club up because it hurt too much for that torque. I couldn't even – no, I could not rotate my body, my shoulders around my neck. And then, here you go. You embraced your limp. You embraced the new landscape of – what can I do with my body? How can I learn a new swing? Right. And it's very abbreviated. Right. Is it going to humiliate me when I'm with my other golf friends that are incredible golfers? Can I, I mean, I, you would never said that to me, but I can imagine. Well, thank you, Sharice. That, I mean, deep down, I mean, men aren't going to admit this, right? My, but the truth is, it's like, you don't know how you're going to re- have this new abbreviated swing until you go out and, and do it. And right. you're with people. Right. But, I, ha- I have physical limitations with my swing, but here's what. I'm a bogey golfer, basically. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I love golf because it allows me to mentally challenge myself and look at things in a new creative way. And so I really enjoy it. And I understand my limitations. The tortoise in the hair, though. Right. You don't have to drive it as long as the friends that you golf with do. I just keep the ball in the middle. You keep it in the middle, and then you end up beating friends sometimes because it's it's it may be shorter, it may not be what your swing used to be, right. but it's consistent. It's fully embracing my circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's it's such a good metaphor about life. It it really is. I mean, I'm a horrible golfer, so please don't use that analogy with me because I will move the dirt and I will never move the ball. But somehow you figured this one out. I really appreciated this. And this is a side story, but people are getting to know us. So we're at the PGA Superstore. And I'm like, Sharice, let's get you some clubs fitted. Oh, you get, don't need to talk about this. Get anything you want. We can start doing this together because I'd rather be with you on the course than anyone else. Yeah, this was your dream, actually. This was my dream. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there looking at the clubs. I'm talking with the guy. Let's go ahead and put her in the cage and test her swing speed. And You can't put me in a cage, babe. Well, Sharice, it's a, it's a cage to hit the golf ball. I know, but okay. still. So here we are. I look up, and you're over in the section and picking out golf clothes. (laughs) 
instead of what is most important for the game. You have to look the part, right? Right. And so, I mean, there are really cute golf clothes. I was so excited to actually know there's a whole new fashion that I wasn't even aware of. But they still have tags on the clothes. It hasn't lasted long. I have not worn any of those golf clothes. No, you have not. But but let's move on with the podcast. Right. We know we know that suffering's complicated. We know that it's difficult to embrace your pain. The second thing is this: what happens when you have unanswered prayers? Hmm. Okay, there's an authentic contradiction between how you try to believe in the power of your faith versus the silence of your prayers when healing doesn't come to cure that broken body. I I am deeply diving into this whole area in my own life and in my own journey of healing from certain grief in my life and unanswered prayers and what I am discovering through it. Here it comes, the word we always use, surrender. Yes. And unanswered prayers in my own life are because I'm trying to control the outcome of that prayer. I am demanding something that may not be in my best interest, or I'm demanding something that may not be answered then. But God is also in my past. He's in the present, obviously, but he is way out in the future at the same time. Right. And he can only see what is what is happening that I can't see. So surrendering to unanswered prayers in my own life. I mean, this isn't a topic that that we actually wrote down to answer that, but I just have to say that um, unanswered prayers in my own life, uh, I have a whole new outlook lately. Right. And, and so do I. And we can, we can talk several podcasts about prayers, okay? And I do not limit anyone's prayer life, and I do not downgrade anyone who prays for miracles whatsoever, But I know in our season of sanctification and related to the platform and the focus and direction that we're called to, we're at a stage after two and a half decades where God is reemerging a thought in us is this. You're becoming the answer to your prayer by becoming a new creation. So the words that you speak, they're going to have deeper and more explicit meaning, okay, to what you're searching for. And so I agree. Very much so. Let's talk about the third one. We we talk about this and we're not trying to repeat things, but becoming a new normal. We see so many questions and inquiries coming in right now mm-hmm. with the podcast and it seems like people are continually asking us the same thing. How can I get back to my normal life? Will you just get rid of my pain this very second? I want to get back to the way it used to be. That is not what God has called us to. He's not called us to just recapture all the old things about who we are. He's called us to something new. That part of who we are Mm -hmm. is most likely dead when every part of our life has been taken out. Now, if there's a miraculous prayer for that and things are recovered and restored and redeemed fully— Praise God. That's great. But there's never a way that it looks exactly like it did before. No, you're even right. Even if that happens. You're right. But most of the time when when we're looking for our old life, it's like digging up a corpse and trying to, 
you know, make it look good cosmetically, but it's dead. Right. You know, we can't dig up the past. We can't dig up that corpse. We um, we have to accept that we're called for that new lands- landscape that you were talking about. Right. There's a new thing. Right. And God has called us to do this. I want you to live abundantly. I want you to live your best life possible. He wants to see us victorious in our faith. Yes. He does not want to see us demolished every day by the enemy. So you're called to be an ambassador. You're called to be a soldier. You're called to be a son. As you say this. Or a daughter. Think about this. Are you, you know, there could be a calling to be an ambassador, to be an overcomer in your pain. Right. And in, an ambassador to say suffering isn't going to stop my significance on this earth and the very fact that I am called by God for a special purpose, even in my pain. Right. And if I walk with a limp, I have an eternal start right here that's going to carry me into glory forever yes. and ever. That's so good. So let's talk about the fourth thing when we're dealing with the complications of, of suffering. Yep understanding the deeper meanings of healing. Healing does not necessarily equate to living a pain-free life. That's right. And it does not shield us from dealing with, again, Jordan Peterson, the sharp objects of life, the things that can hurt us, the traumas that seem that they can become the scars and the DNA of who we are. Healing doesn't mean that everything is completely vanished and taken care of, and we're going to be pain-free. I know what it means. You tell me what it means. Trace. I think. Okay. I mean, this is, this is what our discussions lead us to, that for us, healing means wholeness. Absolutely. Wholeness meaning there is nothing missing in the sense of the wholeness of God working through us and in us and for us, even in adversity. There is wholeness. There is a wholeness working through the power of of communion with God. Right. And that wholeness encourages us to walk with this. And I'm asking the audience member this. Do you believe that you can walk with a renewed and inspired purpose, even if you have an incredible level of pain? Do you believe it? And if you believe it, then you'll start living it with your actions. And you can even live it if you're still limping at a slower pace. True. So what do you believe? And you make that choice instantaneously. Now, the process is long through the belief and through the transformation. The process takes time. But the question is, Believing it means it's a decision that happens this quickly in a finger snap. Yep. You can make a choice to lay your mindset on something new. So I know for myself when I was on the treadmill and, I, and I've been walking, I could never run. It was a fast-paced walk, and I still don't run today. It would just destroy my neck, all the up-and-down movement mm-hmm. and impact. But let me tell you, the visions that I get on the treadmill when I'm walking – the sweat that still pours off of me, the idea mm-hmm. that I'm going to trek for miles and miles and miles. And during that journey, am I going to enjoy the journey? 
Am I going to move my mind to better attitudes and better thoughts, even though it's like walking with a limp and walking with a disadvantage? Nothing is of disadvantage when we experience the power of God and and our belief system is fully charged. That's good. And is firing. Nothing is a disadvantage. Right. And when you start saying, no more doubt, no more disadvantage, I'm not competing against anyone. I'm part of that landscape that's mm. being drawn out, this beautiful picture of life that God's moved me through by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That changes your whole approach. So time is running short again. I've got the the people in the background. They're shooting fingers at us. Two minutes left, one minute left. Come on, let's start wrapping it up. What thought of the day do you have for today? Be inspired and live with purpose, even though you're hurting. It is it is a choice. Right. It is a choice. Right. And when you walk with the limp, my thought is this. You're right when you introduced us in the podcast. Walking with the limp is that you're trusted. People know that you're going and through the same battle and sharing in the long-suffering construct. You have the battle scars like they do. And like Christ does. And like Christ does. That's and right. it is an encouragement. Yep. So your limp becomes something of honor, not shame as you've navigated through the battlefield of pain. That's beautiful. Those in your community and those who understand the meanings behind suffering because they've they've discovered their own personal meanings will connect with you even deeper. So the people that are around us that have dealt with suffering, you're not outcasts. You're not misfits. You're part of the brotherhood. Yes. You're part of the family. Yeah. You're part of those people that are going to uprise and become overcomers by faith. I love it. Okay. I love it. So that's the end of the podcast. I can't wait till number 40. It is really good to do these with you, Sharice. You too, honey. Okay, see I'm you next so time. I'm so excited, and thank you all for joining us. And please subscribe to our newsletter. Go to gordonandsharice.com, look at all of our other podcasts, and you can also sign up for a monthly newsletter. We want to continue to build our community because this is about inspiring you. Yes. We believe in you. We believe that there is hope beyond hope for your transformation through your own suffering. Absolutely. So thank you. We'll catch you next time. Catch you next time.